Good day, Cato Podcast listeners. Today is Tuesday, January 30th, and I'm Anastasia Glova, your host. In a new free trade bulletin published by the Cato Institute, director of the Center for Trade Policy Studies, Dan Griswold, argues that the United States is unnecessarily costing itself millions of dollars and sorely needed goodwill with an overly cautious visa waiver policy. The study, entitled Expand Visa Waiver Program to Qualified Countries, makes the case for extending the visa waiver to a handful of nations that pose no security threat to the United States, but whose tourists are discouraged by our prohibitive visa process. What's wrong with the visa waiver program that we have in place today? Well, really, there's nothing wrong with the program other than it should be extended to more countries. The visa waiver program has been in place for 20 years, and it allows visitors from 27 different countries to come to the United States for up to 90 days without first obtaining a visa for tourism or business travel. And these 27 countries, they're basically the countries of Western Europe and Japan and Australia, New Zealand, Singapore. The problem with the program is there are a number of other countries, they're called the roadmap countries, that really should be part of the visa waiver program. They're strong U.S. allies, they have middle to upper income, so there isn't danger of them wanting to come here for jobs, and these countries are important U.S. allies, like Poland, Hungary, the Czech Republic, the three Baltic republics of Estonia and Latvia and Lithuania, South Korea. The Japanese can come here without a visa, but South Koreans can't. Explain that policy. And we're losing out, one, on tourist dollars, but two, on an opportunity to build goodwill with people around the world by excluding these countries from this program. You talk about the economic consequences of this program in your study. What benefits are we missing out on? Well, what we're missing out on are hundreds of thousands and potentially millions of visitors who would come to the United States and spend their dollars. And the studies show that somebody coming here without a, a visa on the a visa waiver program spends more than twice as much or almost twice as much as somebody who comes from other programs. Over half of the visitors to the United States last year came from visa waiver countries. Two-thirds of visitors outside the North American continent come here. And some estimates are if we were to revoke the visa waiver program, it would cost the U.S. economy something like $28 billion over a five-year period. Three million people wouldn't come who would come otherwise. And these visa waiver tourists right now are invigorating our economy to the tune of $75 to $100 billion a year. Just to illustrate the potential that we've lost by not extending the program, in my study I compared the Czech Republic with Portugal. These countries are remarkably similar in their population, their economic development, their economic ties with the United States and trade and investment. They're both members of NATO and the European Union. Yet Portugal is in the visa waiver program. We had over 100,000 visitors from Portugal last year. The Czech Republic's not. And we had 45,000 visitors, less than half. And I think the absence of the visa waiver program makes a difference. It costs $100 to apply for a visa. Got to show up at a consulate or an embassy, fill out forms, wait for weeks, if not months. It's discouraging people from coming to the United States, and that is not in our interest. Would extending the program jeopardize our national security? No, it wouldn't. In fact, it would enhance our national security. All these roadmap countries, none of them pose a security threat to the United States. There are not uh, restive populations in Poland and South Korea looking to do us harm. They're some of our best friends. You know, one of the most problematic populations abroad are, are Muslims and Muslim extremism. There's hardly any Muslims in most of these roadmap countries, so that shouldn't be an issue at all. It enhances our national security by, one, building goodwill. We're treating these countries in a discriminatory fashion, and they uh, somewhat resent having to apply for visas when neighbors who are similar in their view towards the United States don't need to apply. 
Also, it allows the U.S. State Department and its consulates abroad to redeploy their resources. Rather than spending thousands of hours and millions of dollars processing visa applications from South Koreans and Czechs and Poles and Greeks, they can turn those resources to less developed countries, for example, where the security threats are more real. I'm willing to bet that a lot of these visitors are actually workers looking for better-paying jobs. Wouldn't this exacerbate our illegal immigration situation? I'm sure that's an objection you'll hear on Capitol Hill that if we let more Poles and South Koreans in, they'll overstay their visas and become illegal workers here. I think the chances of that are pretty minimal. One, these countries are very developed with relatively high standards of living. Most of these are members of the OECD, which is kind of the rich country club. They don't need to come to the United States to get a better job and live an illegal existence here. For these European countries, they're members of the European Union now, and they can go legally to places like Great Britain and Sweden and other places if they want to migrate to better their condition. So the chances of them staying and adding to our illegal population in any significant numbers are small. And one final check is that we can kick countries out of the visa waiver program as rapidly as we let them in. Argentina and Uruguay were members of the visa waiver program. In the late 1990s, they went through some economic difficulties, the concerns, and they were legitimate that we'd get a significant number of economic refugees from those countries. We just kicked them out of the program. And we can do that if there's any threat to our national security, any evidence of widespread violation of our immigration laws, we can remove them. So it's a pretty safe, low-risk bet to extend this program to half a dozen or a dozen or so deserving members in the roadmap countries. Extending this program would probably do something for our image abroad. I think it would enhance our image abroad. You know, there was a very poignant letter from Vaclav Havel, who was the great former dissident and president of the Czech Republic, and he wrote to President Bush saying, we're one of your best allies in the world, and yet as a relic of the Cold War, we've been excluded from the visa waiver group of countries. I mean, in a way, this is one of the last relics of the Cold War and a last piece of unfinished business. It's kind of the Berlin Wall still in place, preventing Czechs and Poles and Hungarians who waited so long to join the free world and are such great allies of the United States in every sense of the word, and yet we're discriminating against them. If, if you're a French citizen, you can come here without a visa. If you're a Pole, you can't. Explain that to me. This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.